Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Life with Liz. But here's the thing. I do this for fun, this peri- uh, sorry, this bariatric, there we go, podcast is um, just something I enjoy doing, but I need to know if you enjoy me doing this podcast or not, or if you find it helpful. Someone a couple weeks ago told me they found my voice soothing, and they have never gone through VSG surgery, never will need to, but they listened to it because they found my voice soothing. So thank you. JJ, I appreciate it. Um, I never would have thought my voice was soothing because I have been teased about it the majority of my life, believe it or not. And um, I once worked at a Marshalls, like not long after college, kind of as a second job getting income. And I went back like five years later and the old supervisor recognized me and she heard me in the line talking to my mom and was like, Liz, Liz, is that you? And um, she goes, I recognize that voice. I'd never forget that voice. And oh, man, the complex that gave me that weekend. You, you just have no idea. That was several years ago. Still, I still have feelings about it. So I um, found it interesting. But this is all me coming around to say, hey, y'all, will you please hit subscribe and give me a, maybe like, you know, a five-star rating on the device you're listening to. You don't have to, but it is appreciated. Because in order to keep doing this, I kind of need to know that you all are listening and you're into it. And I love hearing the feedback on Instagram. Keep that up. I love it when I get a DM message with topic ideas or questions from an episode on something I said. So keep it up. I am here for you all as long as you want me to be. So as you all know, I was recently in Savannah and I was in my hometown in Boonville, Missouri um, this last weekend. And I got to thinking about living life on the road, because um, I work in sales, so that's not always so easy as far as being a bar- being in a bariatric lifestyle, and there was a lot of dining out involved, so I thought this week I would actually talk about how to dine out post-bariatric surgery, whatever that weight loss surgery was for you. Dining out is something that is scary to go back into, but there are some ways we can make it easier. So there's an article out there that you can Google by Megan Morin, M-E-G-A-N-M-O-R-A-N, and the article is called Dining Out Made Simple. So very, very good article. It's what I'm using to reference this podcast. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist, but I've lived and I've learned. So this is just from my experience. But there are a lot of times when you go out for dinner and you're like, I can't eat anything or there's nothing healthy or, you know, I don't want to get sick from overeating. I don't want to waste my food. And it can build anxiety, right? So I have found that there are just some simple tips and just some kind of habits to stick to. I don't like eat out often. I do like a good Postmates of Tokyo Joe's, I'm not going to lie, but it takes me about three days to eat whatever Tokyo Joe's sends me, so, but 
when I go out, I typically have a plan. I'll look at the menu beforehand. Um, but first and foremost, I just keep it simple. I've noticed after my surgery, there are foods I tolerate really well, and there are foods I don't tolerate really well anymore because your stomach doesn't have as much space to digest certain things. So like really rich food is probably going to make me ill. Um, spicy food I've noticed I just don't handle as well anymore. And so I have found the foods that I like and the foods that I splurge on from time to time if we go out to eat. But I always try to keep it simple. I keep my whole diet as simple as possible because you can make anything flavorful. You can add as many veggies as you want to. But I do try to stick to whole foods whenever possible. So the first thing I will say is, you know, keep it simple. Your primary focus should be on protein. That's the first thing. And find something that's going to be easy for you to digest. Like, don't use going out to a restaurant as a time to experiment on, like, a really hard, tough protein. You know, a soft protein like a fish or a chicken, that's going to digest best for you. Um, good protein options include, but are not limited to, boneless baked fish, dark chicken meat, beans, tofu-based dishes, meats and soups. Those are always things that you can dine out on and feel pretty dang comfortable. Um, someone might need fish but cooked a specific way. Like, I don't do butter. I don't do any dairy whatsoever. So I always keep it streamlined when I give my order. I just say I have a dairy allergy because that's what my body treats it as now because I've had dairy for like 15 years, you guys. So it, it's like getting food poisoning when you have dairy. So I'll order a piece of fish and a side of veggies or a salad, and I'll say no dairy, absolutely no dairy. I have an allergy, and I keep it very straightforward with the waitress. So it's important to know exactly what you're eating as well. So you'll want to ask them if you do have any like weird allergies or restrictions, what they cook their food in. So back in my early vegetarian days, when I would still do fast food and get french fries, I'd be like, okay, what kind of oil do you cook it in? Do you cook it in the oil that you also fry the meat in or is it separate? Like I would ask those questions way back then. So my body was already like set up. My brain was already programmed to do this for my current situation, right? So tip number two, quite simple. Keep it simple with what you're ordering. Don't try to like go crazy, but also know your portion size. Here's the thing. If you tell a restaurant that you need to order off the kid's menu because you had a stomach surgery, they're going to let you order off the kid's menu. I once just ordered a side of lobster tail at, um, God, where were we? Seasons 52? Because they were like, oh, you can't just order like a side of lobster tail. And I said, well, I just had surgery because at that point it was like three months out. And I'm like limited to portions because I had part of my stomach removed. I didn't go into what kind of surgery it was. I just said I had to have part of my stomach removed. So... I'm restricted on my, my food. And they're like, oh, no problem. And it was as simple as that, you guys. So if you're worried about portion and size, like really kind of look and see what's there and look and see what might be good to take over and box up for leftovers. You know, if you order a lot of veggies, but you only need a few, guess what? That sauteed broccoli will go great in an omelet the next day. So you can really work this to your advantage. You can make a couple of meals out of, it, out of something if you wanted to. So 
you got to really work on portion size. Building the perfect plate in a restaurant includes about 15 to 20 grams of protein. So again, you're shopping for protein first on that menu. And, you know, that's roughly like three ounces. So think about like the size of a deck of cards. That's what you want your protein to be on a plate. So if you order a piece of fish or a piece of chicken, you really want to go for that size portion. Um, I'm lucky my husband's a trash compactor. So if I don't finish it, he will. I'm not ever worried about wasting and you want to do like a third of a cup of non-starchy vegetables and a third of a cup of hydrates. So you want to think of your plate as thirds. I know a lot of people will tell you to think of your protein as half the plate and then like a fourth for the other portions. But in a restaurant, that's probably not going to happen, right? Because they're catering those menus to the average clients. So again, protein first. That's programmed into your head during um, the classes for this. So nine times out of ten... A restaurant will also grant a specific food request because they want you to be happy in the restaurant. They want you to tell other people, oh my God, it was so easy to go there. They were really accommodating to me. They understood I had some restrictions and they're going to help you. So if you say, you know, can I have just a small portion of mashed potatoes? They're going to give you a small portion. Um, So don't worry about it and don't be embarrassed by it, by the way. I've worked in the food and beverage industry, well, did for a long time, all the way, like, started in high school, all the way through college, even post-college. I've worked at biker bars and casino buffets, nice restaurants, steakhouses, and one thing was always consistent, the cook wants you to like their food. So, very, very easy to understand. Um, And now I work in the tourism industry, and I'm always on resorts in different countries, And guess what? Same thing. They want you to be happy with what they have to offer. And they're not afraid to customize it. They're not going to tell you no. They're going to work with you. Nine times out of ten, a chef will come out and talk to you just to make sure. Because when I said I recently had surgery, I'm very restricted on foods, the chef came out to talk to me to make sure he was giving me what I needed. And it was brilliant. Not only because I felt comfortable, but because it's also a great selling technique. Because I came back and told at least 10 other people, oh, my God, like they really accommodated me. Like, your client's not going to have any issue, and so on and so forth. So restaurants locally are the same way. Here's the trick. Tip number three. Choose a quality restaurant. Don't be going to Wendy's down the street for some chicken nuggets. Because, one, if that chicken's actually real chicken and not just injected with chicken juice, which a lot of them are, FYI, um you're not getting any health out of that. Number two, by the time that chicken has been um, cooked and fried and like, I don't know, microwaved half the time that Wendy's or Arby's or whatever fast food restaurant you want to go to, there's no nutrition left. So that's not a quality restaurant. Um, Now, if you're going to something that's like kind of a half fast food joint, like a Chipotle, where, you know, it's not a drive through but it's still pretty quick in general to get your food and go, you have the option then of actually picking out what goes into that plate. So when it comes to like a fast food type option or a quick meal option, something you just want to take and go, quality over quantity or cost is what I say. So otherwise, if you're going out to a nice restaurant, pick quality, look at the menu ahead of time, make sure there's something you're going to be comfortable ordering, eating, or changing, and they will cater to your needs. They really will. Um, Because the Restaurant Association typically encourages people to request smaller entrees or portions in general. 
uh, because they don't want to waste. So if you say, don't, please, you know, no side of this or no side of that, they're actually encouraged by that because they don't want to throw that food away. They don't want to waste it. And a good quality restaurant is also going to tell you the calorie allotment. Ahead of time, often online, you can find a protein um, or nutrition fact for the restaurant somewhere on their website as well, where you can really break it down. You know, Magianos is one of those. If you go to their website, they actually break down the nutritional facts for their main dishes. You know, there are always seasonal things that come in and out. Um, snooze. I love brunch. Everyone thinks I'm weird for saying that, but it's like one of my identifiers. I really love brunch, you guys. And Snooze AM Eatery here in Colorado, like, I can find out what those nutritional facts are for all of that food. So I know going in ahead of time, I've done the work. But if I look to go out again, I already know I can go there because I know what I'm getting. So and then I don't have to look it up the second time. So some just some things to look at when you're out and you're looking for food on a menu and you want to stick to your bariatric diet as best as possible. Protein first. Focus on getting at least 20 grams or about three ounces vegetables. Look for non-starchy, so green beans, asparagus, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Those are all great. Anything green, basically, and leafy is going to be good. Um, carbohydrates. I would ask them for a smaller portion. If you're ordering a full-size meal, ask for a smaller portion. Don't eat out of the bread bowl. Don't do it. Don't eat the chips with the salsa. It's going to fill you up and zero nutrients. Don't do it. Wait for your full meal. Don't feel the need like you have to order appetizers and this and that. Use your self-control. If you're out with a bunch of people and they're eating it, fine. Let them eat it. They don't have a baby stomach that they have to take care of. You do. Um, Expect to have a go-to box. Always ask for your dressing on the side because a lot of times it's way more than you actually need. And it's full of sugar. Order foods that you don't mind eating um, the next day or repurposing for other meals. So again, those veggies that I said you could put in an omelet, you could also throw them in with some potatoes the next day or a breakfast burrito or reheat them and make another piece of fish at home. So order things that you think you'll be fine taking home the next day. Like a lot of people like to order chili sometimes. That's great because it reheats very easily the next day. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want on the menu or ask if someone will accommodate you because if you don't speak up, you're not taking a hold of your life and your choices in this journey and this journey is for you. No one's going to be mad that you've requested unsweet tea versus sweet tea. You know what I mean? So like it's fine. Just focus on your protein and focus on you and your life and you will be surprised at how many restaurants and other areas of life, people are happy to help you achieve your success and help you accomplish a healthy meal. It's okay to splurge from time to time. I'm not saying that. It's not. I'm saying that we can't make excuses for eating bad if we go out. That is something I see a lot. Well, we started eating out a lot. I started eating bad. There's always a healthier yellow brick road to take. All right, y'all, with that being said, I had a crazy busy weekend uh, moving stuff out of my parents' house, and I have some other stuff to do. So this week is a short podcast, but I hope you liked it. Please follow me on Instagram and message me so I know that you are listening to my podcast so I can make sure I follow you back because I want to see you succeed in your success. All right, guys, talk to you soon.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.